Good morning. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us this morning and to our streaming audience, a welcome to you as well. My name is Greg Peterson. I am blessed and honored to serve on your board of trustees. And again, thank you for being here this morning. First, before I dive into our announcements, I invite you to take out your electronic devices. If you're on social media, check in, let people know that you are with us this morning, and then silence that device and give yourself and others the beauty of this beautiful, beautiful service. You're invited to join this afternoon when John and Marie Pettengill continue their four gospel series with a study of the Beatitudes, the teachings of Jesus. They are great presenters, so I encourage you to participate in that if your uh, heart is feeling so led. And then on Saturday, you're invited to join the Women of Unity as they set positive intentions for the new year. That will be followed by a talk by Marie Pettengill about the role of Mary Magdalene and the divine feminine in early Christian church. And then next Sunday is our annual Whitestone service, and in the afternoon, Echo Bodine will present a workshop on intuition at 1.30. And we'll be starting a new series in January on practical keys to a new way of living. There are lots of classes and workshops tied into these Sunday lessons, so please check the back of your inserts and continue to watch the Garden Court as new events are posted. And while in the Garden Court, if you don't already receive it, I invite you to sign up for our Peak of the Week. That will keep you up to date and in the loop on absolutely everything going on in this very busy community um, and keep you in the loop. Um, as most of you know, um, we are in the midst of a strategic plan which involves the transformation of our building. And there haven't been a lot of announcements about that recently um, to ensure that we're fully accessible. So I just wanted to give everybody kind of a brief update. Um, we currently have a civil engineer who's looking at our property to help us understand the possibility and 
uh, limitations for this site based on some of our early designs that we've entertained. Um, and we expect that report in mid-January. So our uh, facilities transformation group is currently on pause and they'll resume meeting with architects again in January once we've received that report. So we're excited about the progress that's been made and we look forward to continued progress in 2020. And now we'll invite Reverend Pat to open us with prayer. Thank you. Join me in our opening prayer. Let us just take this deep breath together and let go and surrender again to this infinite spirit within. And sweet spirit, we are so grateful for 2019. We're grateful for the many lessons that we've learned. We're grateful for our successes, grateful for those things that perhaps do not look like success, grateful for the learning. And so that today we begin to release to release those things that we do not want to carry into the new year. We know that we are guided and directed by your spirit within in making those decisions, knowing that a wrong decision cannot be made. So we're grateful for the peace and the love and the joy that we experience in this community. We are grateful for the many blessings of life. And together, we say, thank you, God, together, Thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And yet again, thank you, God. Let's appreciate this day. Let us stand together as we sing our opening song.
Good morning, good morning. Wow, I can feel the energy. I'm so grateful you're with us today. You know, one of our core values here is the value of welcoming, making us feel at home. And so what we enjoy doing each and every morning is welcoming each other and also welcoming our guest. So today, if you're with us for the first, second, or third time, we invite you to allow us to honor your presence here today. We invite you, if you would, to just take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. Guest today, first, second, or third time guest today. We have guests today, we certainly do. Keep your hand up, please, until our ushers get to you. Keep your hand up, please, until our ushers get to you. That packet of information you're receiving tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. There's also a pink card in that packet. settle in for the reading of our daily word and the word today is strength we now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word as the usher brings down the prayer box you're invited to mentally add your prayers to the written requests in the box after the service the prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written request. Your prayers are then prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days and then are forwarded to sign of unity where they're prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today is strength and we affirm through spiritual connectedness, I find my strength. Knowing that I am a member of the human family and belong to a greater community of faith awakens my inner sense of spiritual strength and power. James Dillett Freeman, former director of the Silent Unity Prayer Ministry, once described redwood trees as the perfect metaphor for this shared spiritual strength. You know, you'll never see a redwood standing alone, he said. 
It takes several of them to intertwine those shallow roots and remain standing. Redwoods are like us, I suppose. They find their strength in community. My spiritual roots are intertwined with all of humanity. I am strengthened by my shared interconnectedness with God. And scripture tells us in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 12, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. The word for today is strength. relax in our chairs, closing your eyes if you feel comfortable. Today, the burning bowl ceremony is a symbolic way to cleanse our lives, to let go of the mistakes and failures of the past and move on. The fire in the burning bowl is a symbol of transformation. The fire takes the paper and changes it from one form to another. Likewise, in our lives, we will take these blocks, fears, old hurts, 
mistakes and burn them. This releases our personal power, freeing it up to work in our lives in a more constructive way. We realize it takes a lot of energy to keep mistakes and fears hidden. Now it is time to let them go. Now is the time to take that energy and choose to use it in a way that is conscious and life-enhancing. So right now, we invite you to do this in the silence. Let us contemplate in the silence. And now, as we return to this space in time, today is a new and fresh day. Today, we are new people, meeting life in a new way. Amen. Do not
On New Year's Eve, Daniel was in absolutely no shape to drive home. So he sensibly left his van in the car parked and he walked home. As he was wobbling along, gosh, how appropriate to sing the serenity prayer this morning. <laughs> As he was wobbling alone, he was stopped by a police officer. What are you doing out here at four o'clock in the morning? I'm on my way to a lecture. And who on earth in their right mind is going to give a lecture at this time on New Year's Eve? My wife, slurred Daniel. <laughs> you know, sometimes you get a home run, sometimes you get to first base. Maybe that was second. You know, I, um, I love this time of year. I love the fact that it's, it's new beginnings. And of course, we have, a new beginning every, we have a new beginning every day. We have a new beginning every moment. Do we not? We do. We have that opportunity to let go. But there's something about the collective consciousness of this planet, especially the collective consciousness of our country, when we come to that place and we begin to let go of those things that we do not want to carry into the new year. We say, I am really willing to let it go. And of course, this morning we do a ritual around that, which is our burning bowl ritual, and the opportunity to let go of those things that we do not want to carry into a new year. In one of my daily readings, Inspired to Achieve More, one of these, my favorite readings, it says, but in the, the book is by author Jay Johnson. He says, but for you to maximize today's possibilities, you must minimize yesterday's misfortunes and mistakes. Think about that. Let the past go. Let the past teach you, but don't dare let the past torture you. Let the past teach you. Don't you think paying for it once is enough? Well, don't pay for it again and again by holding on to it. Forget it. Let it go. You can't walk into the future while wailing in your past. Past failures, past regrets, past remorse. Learn the lesson. Launch out and live today to the fullest. Make those necessary changes and maximize the moment. It's time for a new beginning, a new thing, a new you everything new. And remember that circumstances and situations are temporary, but they are not permanent. And so if you're holding on to something today, you know in your heart what you need to let go on. But if you're holding on to it, there's a payoff for you somewhere by holding on to that. You know, there's a payoff and of course, forgiveness is a lot about giving up, letting it go. And so often we hold on to unforgiveness and we hold on to other things because we think that the other person just might be suffering. They're out having a New Year's Eve party. They're having a blast. They're not concerned that you're holding on to it. So in letting it go, so often in our life when we let things go, it's for us to do our forgiveness work. You know that, right? You've been to Unity twice. You know that. <laughs> 
And at the same time, it's important, especially this time of year, for us to be reminded of it. Now, there's a huge difference, in my opinion, between letting go and giving up. This morning, we are going to let go. Giving up is giving up because of perhaps some fears, giving up because of it's too much work, giving up because I just don't want to do it, I don't want to do the work around it. We know when we give up, do we not? Yes, I do. I do. I give up sometimes. I give up when I start an exercise program sometimes. I give up, do you? You know you're supposed to do it. Or I give up sometimes when I start a healthier food plan, eating in a healthier way. I give up because it's just so much work. And yet when we do this, don't, I don't know about you, but when you do this, don't you sometimes feel like you know better than that? I know better than that, Pat Williamson. I'm not being and demonstrating the full potential in my life when I deliberately give up. Now, when we let go of something, as we will do this morning, we will let go of those things that no longer serve us, right? We'll let go of those, and we know those things too. We know those, those habits, we know those people, <clears throat> we know those places, we know those things that no longer serve us. And when we let go of those things that no longer serve us, we consciously let go of it, then we begin to what we do is create a vacuum in our life. So I think that if we want to have that good in our life, we have to create that vacuum. If we want good, we begin often by creating the vacuum in our life by looking at our thoughts. Oh, here he goes again. <laughs> thoughts are things. Thoughts are creative. Thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. So we begin often by looking at our thoughts. In fact, Charles Fillmore, co-founder of our Unity Movement, says, oh, he says a ton of the stuff about thoughts, but let me find what I want to read from you this morning. He says, a healthy state of mind is obtained when the thinker willingly lets go the old thoughts and takes on the new. So we have to look at our thought. That means we have to live consciously. We have to look at the thoughts that we're thinking in our life. And we have to change those thinking thoughts. Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, he says in a beautiful way, he says, I do not consider that I have made it on my own. But this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the heavenly call of God in Jesus Christ. Paul knew that he too had to let go. 
and had to let go. And Jesus said it in a beautiful way. One of the ways that Jesus, our teacher and our way shower, said it, he said it in one simple verse. It's in Luke. He says, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Wow. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm old and <clears throat> I'm young enough to remember. <laughs> I'm young enough to remember my uncle, my, my mother's oldest brother, plowing. Has anyone ever seen someone plowing before? I'm talking about with a horse. Or I think it's a mule. Please forgive me. A mule. Plowing. And what happens, what happens when someone plows? They want the rows absolutely straight. And when they plow, they look and they, they fix themselves or they focus themselves, which is a whole different lesson, and they focus themselves on a spot. And they have create that row, that straight row. But what happens is when you look back and you're trying to go forward and you take that eye off of that focus, then those rows are not straight at all. And so Jesus used a simple analogy of the people of that time. He says, if you put your hand on your plow and you look back, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. When is the kingdom of God? Where is it? It's within. And when is it? It is now. So if we want to experience that kingdom of God now, we don't look back to the past. We, don't, we let it go and we experience it in the present moment. But the only place we experience that divine presence is in that present moment of now. So let's be careful sometimes when we look back. Yes, let's learn our lesson. But why hang out there forever? I don't know about you, but when I make a mistake or something, oh my God, I can torture myself. I can torture myself. Why would I want to go back and keep doing it over and over again? I think sometimes we do that because we think we're going to change the past. If I'm just miserable enough, I will change what happened. Well, it won't happen that way. We let go of that past. We look forward, as Paul says, the prize and the future and living in that, pres living in that present moment. Catherine Ponder, in a wonderful book, called Open Your Mind to Prosperity. She says, the act of release is one of the most effective ways to open your mind to receive. We have to create that vacuum to receive. The act of re release frees you from tightness and tension or grasping. She says, the function of release is twofold. It eliminates the error from your life Thank you, God. And second, it expands your good. Elimination of something from your life is always an indication that something better is on the way. You need never be fearful of letting go, she writes. That which still belongs to you is never lost through the act of release. Instead, your expected good is much freer to move unto your life. So when we release, don't be fearful, I'm releasing the wrong thing. Those are things that are yours are yours by right of consciousness. And if you were not to release them, you will not release them. As she points out here, don't be afraid of fear of letting go of the past. 
She also says, the act of release is one of the most effective ways to open your mind to receive. Release is a priceless gift because it's twofold. It eliminates the errors from your life. It expands your good. That which still belongs to you is never lost, though, through release. Instead, your expanded good is much freer to move into your life. Once we release, it is easier for us to step into the flow of life. When we are holding on to tightness and tension, when we're holding on to that past, it is truly difficult to step into what Mr. Butterworth refers to as the flow of life. And so when we start to release too, it can be a challenge because we've known this. We know that sometimes we let the good get in the way of the best. Have you ever done that before? This is good. I know it's not exactly what I want, but I know what it is. I know what it is, and I am just a little fearful to let that go. But only by letting it go can we step into the best. And how many of you have done things like this? You have known that you were supposed to let things go. And God does for you what you cannot do for yourself. (laughs) You've known that that job was not right. You've known you were in your wrong place. And at the same time, God does for you, either through, we love you, we bless you, you're out of here, or some other thing. We know that happens. (laughs) This morning, (laughs) I know it's hard to believe, but I get to the gym before church. Isn't that wonderful? Most of the time, you know, most of the time it's agonizing sometimes. And so, (laughs) but I get to the gym. And so I was coming home, and I dropped my phone. You know, when you picked it up, it had that little watermark on the inside, you know. And I said to, I had been telling Eddie, I want a new phone. I want a new phone. I've been telling Reverend Jeanette. Reverend Jeanette always has the latest and the greatest in Apple stuff. And I want a new phone. And so she picked, picked it up, and I couldn't even answer the text or close the phone or any of that. And my mind went, oh my gosh, God is doing for me what I could not do for myself. (laughs) And I get to church and I tell John about my phone, you know, let me talk about it for 16 years, do you know? And John goes, have you put it in a bag of rice? I said, no. Someone said, I'll bring you a bag of rice between services. I'll let you know. But part of me says, to heck with a bag of rice. <laughs> I'm getting a new phone, you know? So anyway, but it's, you know, the phone, that's, you know, it's fun, and it's, it's something small in our life. But there are other things that God does for us when we cannot do for ourselves. Ending relationships, learning lessons, learning these hard lessons sometimes that we would never pick to do ourselves. And rather than being a victim about it, rather than being a victim about it, we can ask, what is mine to learn from this? What is mine to learn from this experience? As I said recently, just in a memorial service recently, I said, not only can we go through it, but we can grow through it. So whatever's showing up, we want to not just go through it, we want to grow through it as well. So when there's some tears around creating this vacuum, and there can be, because these things have served us. These things have served us, and sometimes it's a challenge to let it go. Then let the tears flow. Give thanks that it has served us. 
and then ask for the courage to release it, to release those things and say, what have I learned from this? And I'm going to take this learning with me. You have that power of release within you. You don't have to go buy it somewhere or get it somewhere. That power is one of the 12 gifts that Charles Fillmore refers to in his work. And that's the power of elimination. We normally eliminate things from our bodies, toxins, those things that, thank God it works most of the time. Do you agree? We eliminate those things from our body. Then why not we consciously eliminate these things from our mind? So this morning, that's exactly what we're going to do. I ask you this morning, what will you let go of this morning? And only you will know that. You will know exactly what you need to let go of. Will it be something around health habits? Will it be something around your money habits? Will it be habits that no longer work for you? Will it be unforgiveness that you let go of this morning? Will you let go of any resentments, those things that are holding you back? Will you let go of any emotional wounds or any emotions toward groups of people or situations? Will you let go of any disease or illness? Will you let go of take, being taken advantage of, that fear of taking advantage of, or the fear of being discounted, or the fear of being abandoned, or the fear of commitment? Will you let go of worry? Will you let go of relationships that hold you back, that no longer work for you? You have the power to release. And this is a ritual that we do. And a ritual is truly an outer, an outer, outer sign of an inner decision. You've made this decision, and you're to come forth, and you are going to, to do this ritual, saying, yes, this is what I'm willing to let go of. So this morning, I'm going to invite you to take out a piece of paper, I know some of you, I say this every year, but I see it. Some of you bring in notebooks, okay? And so that's not going to work here this morning. But we can. We do the winter solstice service each year, and that's a perfect time to do that. But I'd like for you to take out your, your paper and begin to just begin to think about the things you want to let go of. It just may be one word. One word that represents something that you want to release in your life today. And so I'm going to take just a few moments for you to do that. I'm going to ask Sharon to play a couple of moments on the piano while we do that. Do you need a, anybody need a piece of paper or, or pencil? Just raise your hand. Raise your hand if you need paper or pencil. And dear friends, those of you that are streaming with us this morning, we would like for you to participate in this as well. Uh, you can participate in our burning bowl by submitting what you release via text. Simply text the things you want to let go of in 2020 by texting 313131 and start your message with Unity Minneapolis Release. That's U-N-I-T-Y-M-P-L-S Release. And let us text us the things you want to let go of. If you're streaming with us on Facebook, you can write in the comments the things you want to let go of, and we will release them into our burning bowl. Let's take a minute or two to write down what we want to release. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's prepare ourselves by joining me in prayer. Sweet Holy Spirit, within I accept responsibility for my life and my thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions. I now use my will to choose what I will take with me into the new year and what I will release. I now turn over my negative thoughts and fears and beliefs and anything else keeping me from my good to spirit. And through the power of grace of spirit, I now release and allow spirit to heal me. I am cleansed anew. I give thanks as I bless this ritual I'm about to participate in. And today we call forth the activity of the Holy Spirit to now move through our community, gently healing, gently transforming, and gently removing all that's not in alignment with the highest principles of the Christ consciousness for the highest good of my life and this community. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. Let's affirm together the affirmation found in your order of service. It is the denial affirmation. Let us affirm that together. Together. Nothing unwanted keeps to remain in my consciousness and life experience. Again, nothing unwanted needs to remain in my consciousness and life experiences. When you, we will begin at the back of the church and we'll come forward down the center aisle. I invite you, if possible, to make two lines coming down the center aisle and then you'll return by the side aisles. Um, the paper this year is, if you, those of you that's been with me for a while, have you noticed that the paper's a little thicker this year? It's because the, the, the paper we've been getting was not available this year. And so it's a little thicker. So I would invite you not to do any of this type of stuff this year. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's wonderful and it's marvelous because the paper burns before it hits the floor. We have a fire extinguisher over here. <laughs> All joking aside. So when you touch the, just touch it to the flame and gently just put it into the bowl. You got it? Okay. So how you doing out there? Are you ready to release 2019? Whoa. Well, I want us to act like it. And if you're not, act as if, okay? If you're not. So let's begin with the back of the sanctuary, and uh, we're going to break.
just touch sound, just touch the flame. Don't lay the paper on top of the flame.
So you've just released some of your past things, conditions, situations that you no longer need. And by doing so, you have created a vacuum in your life, a space for new ideas, new relationships, and new conditions. In releasing through denial the energy that you've invested in negative thoughts, you can now reinvest in the positive affirmative thoughts that you desire. So join me in prayer. Holy Spirit, now we call forth the activity of that Holy Spirit within to bring into our community and our lives the ideas, the blessings, the opportunities, the people, and the financial support that is in alignment with the highest principles of the Christ consciousness and for the highest good of my life and for the highest good of this community. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. The affirmation, the affirmative affirmation in your order of service. Let us affirm this together. I am now filled with wholeness, light, and a sense of well-being. Again, I am now filled with wholeness, light, and a sense of well-being. Now let's stand together as we sing, I am free, I am unlimited. Let's sing that together. you to be seated, please. That felt good, didn't it? Oh, ooh, the energy got so much lighter here. I'm going to invite our ushers to come forth as we prepare to receive our tithes and our gifts and our offerings. And if you're giving with your gift with someone, hold it together, bless it together. Let us take that deep breath together and affirm together our offertory blessing found in your order of service. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. 
and silently. Thank you, God. Amen.
So let's take a moment as we bless these gifts. And we bless the gifts that's been received this week in our mail, our electronic mail. We bless all of these gifts. And we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. And so we let it be. Amen. Thank you. Sharon Payne, I want to thank you today for being here. Our quartet and our unity band. Wow. I'm going to invite our unity prayer chaplains to please stand. These individuals arrived early and they held sacred space. And today, if you have a prayer request, by all means, seek out a unity prayer chaplain. Thank you for your service and you may be seated. A reminder today at 1.30, a great workshop on the Beatitudes. Next Sunday, we have our White Stone service. That's the first, we do that the first Sunday of each year. We allow Spirit to reveal to us a new name for the new year. You don't want to miss that service. I'm going to do a shout-out real quick for our Prosperity Plus class that begins on January the... <laughs> Reverend Ray and, Re and Robin is going to be facilitating that class. Would you guys... The what? 15th, the 15th, and so uh, stand up and let us appreciate you. We don't do that enough. Thank you very much. Greg Peterson is going to talk about the importance of making a year-end gift to Unity Minneapolis. Good morning again. You know, we've had a lot of phenomenal speakers giving testimonials this month, and I pondered you know, this past week, and, you know, what new could I bring? What could I share uh, with the group? And Spirit always provides. So uh, in gathering my thoughts, I was reminded by a teacher friend of mine uh, about an essay by uh, Robert Fulgham. And each year, he reads this essay to his students, which explains how we support each other without even knowing it. And here is a short expert from that essay which spoke to my heart. Without realizing it, we fill important places in each other's lives. It's that way with a minister and a congregation, or with the guy at the corner grocery, the mechanic at the local garage, the family doctor, teachers, neighbors, co-workers, good people who are always there, who can be relied upon in small, important ways, people who teach us, bless us, encourage us, support us, uplift us in the dailiness of life. And of course, we fill that role ourselves. There are those who depend on us, watch us, learn from us, take from us, and we never know. You may never have proof of your importance, but you are more important than you think. There are always those who couldn't do without you. The rub is, you don't always know who. And I can honestly say that everyone in this community fills an important place in my life. And I know that I couldn't do without any of you. Our world needs more people like the ones in this room to teach, bless, encourage, support, uplift, and be that Christ presence for others in their daily lives. People who are living unity principles and who live in the awareness that we have an opportunity to make a conscious connection with everyone we meet. 
And so that is why I give consistently to this community, and with a grateful heart, I further enact the spiritual law of giving and receiving by joyfully making an end-of-year gift to the source that allows me to be a brighter light for those I encounter each day. And to those that have already made an end-of-year gift to Minneapolis, on behalf of our staff and our board of trustees, I thank you. And to anyone who has shared your talents in gifts of service this past year to this community, thank you. My heart is full. Know that I love you, I bless you, and I thank you for all of the light that each of you bring to me each week. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you, Greg Peterson, and we are so grateful to have Greg on our board of trustees and our president of our board. We are truly blessed to have him there. So uh, at this time, I want to invite you to please stand as we bring our children in. Uh, I think they've been out there. Yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> Just like a good mother, blow that flame out. Okay, so let's bring them in. Thank you for bringing your children today. Um, just as you let go of your concerns for whatever you're concerned about, the children also let go of their concerns. We had our own little burning bowl, read a book by Wilma the Warrior, and the children shared their worries and let them go. Thank you. Let's appreciate these adult volunteers. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. So let us know together our prayer for protection and then our peace song. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us and light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is well. Yeah. 
Let your love shine.